Welcome to Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about the topic of gratitude. Well, I'm very thankful to have in the studio with me today my good friend, Brent Osterberg. Brent is the pastor of Living Hope Bible Church in Mansfield, Texas, right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and he is also one of the speakers and contributors here at uh, the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. So Brent, so good to have you with us today. It's always a pleasure, Keith. Thanks very much. So we're talking today about the issue of gratitude, and uh, maybe we can just frame it up with a general question first. Uh, What does the topic of gratitude have to do with biblical counseling? So much. Uh, let me start by saying that our gratitude is uh, something that helps us position our hearts toward the Lord. And if we're grateful people, not just grateful in a general kind of uh, American Thanksgiving sense, but if we're grateful in a uh, in a sense in which, we're, in which we are directed toward the Lord in our gratitude then our hearts are not uh, turning back in on ourselves. And they're not focused on me. They're not focused on myself. They're focused on the Lord. Then um, we're headed in the right direction. We, we want to do what we can to help our counselees and also other biblical counselors that we are surrounded by. Um, be people who are focused on the Lord, setting our minds on things above where Christ is. And one of the things that can really help us do that is to think of the things that we are grateful for, not just in a uh, horizontal, lateral sense in which we're thinking about material possessions, which that's one of the things that we can be thankful for, but thankful for God, connecting all of these things back to him as the great creator and sustainer and giver of salvation in Christ. So uh, I think that's, just in a general sense, gratitude helps us focus on the Lord and get outside of ourselves, which is is key in, uh, in any biblical counseling or discipleship scenario. Yeah, well, that's true. So many counseling situations, people turn inside and, and, and that introspection, that, that, uh, that focus within, and so gratitude is a means to kind of come out of that, not, not just in thankfulness in general, but thankfulness to the one who made us and saved us. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we, we tend to... Uh, be people that are complainers. And that's, that's a very common sin that we all engage in. I mean, it, it happens on Sunday mornings at our churches. It happens, uh, so regularly. We don't even think that, think that it is happening. It's it become commonplace and, and it's a sin that we, we don't often confront or, or talk to our brothers and sisters about because it's so, I think, predominant and it's, uh, so easy for us to do. It's natural. But we need to, uh, be depending on the Lord and, uh, having our, our lives be reflecting the supernatural, uh, the spirit within us. Um, so we therefore need to be those who are giving thanks and giving thanks in, in situations that someone would look at and say, I don't see how you can be giving thanks right now. How, how can you be grateful? Your life is so hard. It's so chaotic. Uh, there's so much trial and pain. How can you be grateful? And that is, that's a true witness that that shows that God is worthy of our praise and adoration no matter what is happening in life uh, that we trust him still. So uh, so we're putting off sinful complaining, 
we're replacing it with thankful gratitude toward God. Yes. And that's a, that's a key piece of trying to help people that are struggling. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, and not just, not just with complaining, but in the scriptures, we find that the, the put on, if you will, or the antidote for our complaining is, uh, is found with other sins too, not just complaining, but with sins like, uh, sexual immorality. And so uh, we read in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, uh, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Uh, that's strange. We wouldn't put those two together. Certainly with complaining, you say, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm complaining, I'm angry about life, and I don't like the way things are going, so I'm going to be grateful instead. That's the put on to the put off of complaining. But we wouldn't necessarily think that that would be connected to filthy talk or, or sexual immorality and the things that go along with that kind of sin. But Paul does. And so with that, that kind of sin, he says, be grateful. Get your mind back on the Lord and what he has for you and what he's done for you and the promises that he, he's given you, those kinds of things. And, and then also, uh, with regard to anxiety, we see in Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then we're promised the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so, uh, with thanksgiving is there in that, uh, that admonition to pray, to make your request be made known to God, but with thanksgiving. Don't just ask. Don't just say, God, I need your help, but thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this scenario. Thank you for this trial even. And so, uh, it's, it's, it's something that can help us with more than just the sin of complaining. Uh, obviously the, the writers of scripture and God, uh, the spirit working through them, helps us see that it can be a put off to various sins. Mm -hmm. So there may be someone listening to this saying, okay, I hear what you're saying, Pastor Brent. Um, you know, I need to be more thankful than I am and I need to try to stop complaining, but man, I just, I just can't find things to be thankful for. Um, what would the Bible say to help us with that, that challenge? Well, first of all, I think we can, um, look at different categories. Uh, let's let, let's talk about categories. We can just maybe stop and, and at each category and think about some things inside um, some categories for us to give praise and thanks to the Lord for possessions. Well, I mean, that's probably what we think of uh, first. Is I'm thankful for. Like when I ask my kids, what what are we grateful for today, kids? You know, we sit down at the table and um, we want to talk about uh, what are we grateful for this week. They often um, will tell me I'm grateful for my you know my video game or I'm I'm grateful for my action figure, what have you. Uh, so that's what they think of. They're they're kids and and they're unredeemed. So and it's that kind of thing. So so but but that's not illegitimate. We should be thanking the Lord for those things. He does uh, give us our daily bread. He provides for us everything we need, right? He adds those things unto us that we need. So we should be connecting those back to him. Those things didn't come from us. Mm-hmm. And so often I think, you know, we can get a paycheck and the paycheck automatically gets put into our bank account, you know, every two weeks, every month or whatever. And uh, we don't make that connection. We don't say, okay, that's there because God's being gracious. That that money is there because my God is is providing for me and He's sustaining me. You know, we just think, oh, oh, the paycheck's there again, and we start paying bills and we we go out to eat whatever. But um, I think if we take the time to really make that connection, that will help our hearts have an orientation 
that will that will aid us and aid others in our churches, in our families, in our in our workplaces, uh, so that our demeanor and our attitude is one of God centeredness uh, that is infectious, hopefully, and also uh, promotes questions. So materials, possessions, uh, God is provider, and so we ought to be thanking Him for those things as well. Uh, another thing is creation. So much to be grateful for in creation. Yes, it's marked by the curse. Uh, that's true. And um, the the new creation and the new heavens and the new earth will be um, infinitely more beautiful. But there is so much beauty and there's so much to be grateful for in creation. My family and I were watching a, a documentary recently um, called The Riot and the Dance. It's a, it's a Christian um, creation documentary, a nature documentary. And whereas a lot of times you have uh, the ones that are, are made in the world, they have a lot of the, the you know the rhetoric that we don't believe in in terms mm-hmm. of uh, evolution and everything. But um, this one is very Christian based in, in the commentary, so we loved it, and it helped me to um, to look for the small details and intricacies in creation and to wonder at them, and to be grateful for them. One of the things that uh, that they talked about in the documentary uh, really convicted me, and that is we often we often say things about uh, parts of creation that we hate like uh sadly i've been known to say i hate snakes <laughs> and um because they, you live they in the kinda, wrong state that's, that's right that's right <laughs> they kind of freak me out you know but the reality is god made them mm-hmm. and uh there there are things there for me to to look at the, the detail the the uh the, the way that they are camouflaged and they, they blend into their environment and, and the way that they move. I can look at that animal. I can praise God for that animal or, uh, somebody who's, uh, who hates, you know, thunder and lightning might say, I hate storms. You know, there's, you know, children that, uh, get scared of lightning and thunder. You know, that's, there's something that, that can leave us standing in awe of God in that something to praise him for in that instead of saying we, we hate this or that looking for the things in, in creation and in nature that we can, um, take and say, God, you did this. You're in charge of this. Your creator praise you. Um, so that, that's another thing too, especially, you know, in the spring right now where, um, everything's coming back to life. There's so much to glory and to step outside and take a minute before you get in your car to thank the Lord. And, uh, and I think that, uh, just to stop a moment and say, taking those moments is important in our busy lives to thank God. Don't say, I'll thank God later. If you see something's worthy of thanks, stop and give him praise right then. Um, it, it only takes a few seconds, but that can help you focus on the Lord. And uh, that will help so that um, people are affected by your God-centeredness and also the, the Lord is pleased with your attitude. I would say also um, opportunities. Uh, that you are good ones, you know, big, huge open doors where you get to go and, and, uh, speak at this, uh, this convention, or you've got this new job opportunity, this, uh, this college scholarship or small little opportunities, you know, there's uh, a way in which you, you got to open the door for somebody and, and bless them. Um, and they were, they were grateful for that. And so you can praise the Lord for that opportunity, the big and the small. Um, but also, and this kind of goes into uh, what I've already said a minute ago, and that is trials. Trials are also opportunities. They're opportunities to praise God. They're opportunities to show that you trust God. Um, they're opportunities to grow. They're opportunities for uh, for people to uh, to minister to you, and you receive God's grace through them. And um, as a result of their kindness, being used by God to bless you as you're struggling, there's so much in trials to be grateful for. Um, I love love hearing um, Johnny Erickson Tana give praise for her wheelchair. That somebody can do that. That's, that is the spirit's work. 
so um, obviously the Spirit's work that she can do that and say, I would not know God the way that I know him if it weren't for the trial. I wouldn't have the joy that I have if it weren't for the trial because I know him in, in ways and I get to experience him in ways that this trial has opened the door for. So the trial's her opportunity to experience God, to taste and see his goodness through trusting him. And so um, I think we need to thank God for all things. Uh, in First Thessalonians 5.18, Paul says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ. But then we see in Ephesians 5, verse 20, that we are to be giving thanks always and for everything. Now that's It's a little bit different, isn't it? In all circumstances, yes, but for everything? Um, so even the pain, even the sorrow, even when, when somebody sins against me, I should be grateful to the Lord? Yes. Yes, because God, as we know in Romans 8, 28, he's going to use that. He's going to use that so that we become more like Christ and use that for our good so that we are conformed to the image of Jesus. And so, yes, we should thank him for all things and not just the things that feel good, but the things that hurt too, because God is always extremely intentional. He's precise in the way that he intends that to affect us and grow us. Those are really helpful, um, Brent. I think a lot of folks, especially you mentioned trials, going through hard circumstances, um, Maybe some of those are most difficult moments to actually cultivate gratitude and to be thankful. You mentioned Romans eight twenty eight. Um, what are some other verses that a person who's struggling to be thankful for in the midst of trials might go to uh, that those passages might minister to them toward a heart of thankfulness? I think that when you turn to the Psalms, Keith, you'll find reasons for praise. Um, the, the Psalms are a wonderful place for us to turn in those times because they tell us exactly what we ought to be thanking God for, his attributes. And so um, you turn to Psalm 118, and right off the bat in verse 1, what you find is, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. So this, the person that's struggling in their trial, they think God has left them, perhaps. God is angry at them. And they're a believer, and they know that that uh, that they're in Christ, but they're struggling to believe that God loves them. And they can go to that and say, wait, his love endures forever. He hasn't stopped loving me right now. Even though life hurts, he hasn't stopped loving me. He can't because his nature is such that his love endures forever. If he endures forever, he's internal, so is his love. And, and so the Psalms have, have so many aspects of, of, um, truth and attributes, what God has done, who He is that we can, we can look to and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna praise you because. And now, I would say this too, when you, when we find those places in Scripture, like if we're digging around the Psalms, I would say, um, make sure that you don't just think, okay, that's something to be grateful for, but actually stop and give thanks. Do, do what, do what the psalmist is, is saying here, right? He's saying, give thanks. So you stop and you do it. You, you obey. Give thanks to him and don't just say, yeah, that's something to be grateful for. We tend to want to act, to, we, we tend to want to wait for the feeling. I want to feel grateful before I actually do the giving of thanks, but I, I think that we've got it backwards. We obey. And yes, confess that your heart's not in the right place. Maybe you're bitter. Maybe you're, you're uh, despairing. You're not trusting the Lord. When you see something to give thanks for, give thanks. 
confess that your heart's not in the right place and then ask God to make your heart grateful as you are saying thank you. And that's an act of faith. Mm-hmm. I think the Lord's pleased with that. Yeah. And so that's something practical I think that we could be helped by. Yeah, that's very yeah. good. So the Psalms would be one place we'd want to go to really dig in and, and cultivate those things. I, I would also say, too, um, you've got to go to the different facets of the gospel. Um, wow. And, that, and that's why the gospel's been called a diamond, because there's so many facets. You turn the gospel diamond just a, a slight centimeter to the left or the right, and you see another sparkle. And so you can go to um, Galatians chapter 4 and read about the fact that we are adopted as sons and daughters in Christ, right? So we, and, and because of that, we have an inheritance uh, that's waiting for us as co-heirs with Christ. So that, that my identity is not in um, who other people say I am. My identity is not in what I'm experiencing, whether I have achieved something that I think I should have achieved at this point. Um, I am a son or a daughter because of what God has done for me in Jesus Christ, and that identity is unbreakable. So that can be huge. That's an aspect of the gospel. Um, another one would be the fact that I, uh, that God is an attribute of God that's that's true for us in Christ that we get to experience as Christians is that God's unchanging, and so we always know we're going to find Him the same. So one day when we choose to do something according to His Word, um, He is pleased. We're not going to go the next day and do the same thing, and He's going to fly off the handle and. Um, and somehow be malicious toward us. You know, he, he, he's not like an, an erratic, abusive father. It's not God. He's, he's unchanging. We'll, we can continue to find him who he is in the scriptures. He will always be. And so um, that's, that's reassuring for us as Christians as well. And so these attributes of God are helpful. I, I love a quote by A.W. Tozer that I read. Um, I think it's in his, his Attributes of God book, the first one, where he talks about all of the attributes of God are on the, the side of the believer now. The, the person who's in Christ, all the attributes of God are on our side. You know, they're, they're for us now mm-hmm. because of his work um, on the cross. And so you can take those attributes and say, okay, well, that's not just an attribute that I can gaze at and say, that's, that's really wonderful that God is faithful, but he's also faithful to you. Mm-hmm. Faithful to you always. It's not, there's not just this, it's not like you go to a museum and you, you're staring at something and you're, you're taking it in and uh, you're like, wow, that's, that's great. But what does it have to do with me? God's faithfulness has everything to do with, with us because he has been faithful to us for his glory. And we get to experience that mm-hmm. as his people. Yeah. So oh, there's some there's, taking the gospel and just uh, looking at different mm-hmm. texts that, that really bring that to the surface so that you can meditate on it, mm-hmm. I think is, is is key as well. And the scripture has so much breadth and depth in terms of meditating on the gospel. We, we, we should not exhaust the gospel in terms of a source of meditation leading to gratitude. There's so much there. Oh, there, yeah. Just when you open up your Bible to have your devotional time in the morning, expect to find something that you're going to praise God for, or, or just determine I'm going to I'm going to find something that I'm going to give thanks for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to praise God for something in the text. I, I'm not going to leave the text until I praise God for something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to thank Him for whatever whatever is in that text, even if it's something that's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's justice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is is fearful. I'm going to praise Him for that because I know the justice was poured out on Jesus instead of me. Mm-hmm. 
praise him, yeah. you know? Yes. And, and, and all the promises of God that come along with that, because second Corinthians one twenty says they are yes for us. Mm-hmm. And so what are the promises that we have? Yeah. You know, he's always with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Those things as well. Yeah. Well, this is very helpful. Um, you know, sometimes in counseling, uh, in formal counseling, we might give growth assignments or homework assignments to try to facilitate yeah. the sanctification process in terms of the things that we're talking about. And, uh, and maybe just personally, you know, things that we can do um, specifically each day. What would you say would be some of those growth assignments that either we could apply in counseling or maybe we could just apply to ourselves to develop this spiritual discipline of gratitude? I think that's a great question. Um, something I thought of before we came in is uh, a bumper sticker that maybe you've seen that says, Lord, save me from your people or save me from your followers. I thought that's, that's an ungrateful bumper sticker. We should be grateful for God's people. We should be grateful. Uh, and we're not perfect. And we've all been burned by, by other Christians, no doubt. And we have done the burning too. But there's so much to be grateful for and God's people. So I, I imagine let's, let's think about a, a counseling context in which you've got some, some reconciliation that needs to take place uh, among a couple of dear sisters in the church. And there's just bitterness. Um, as one of them comes in for counseling, there's, there's just um, bitterness that's exuding from her. An assignment that I, I think would be wise would be to say, okay, I want you to come back next week, and I want you to have 20 things that you are grateful for about that other person. Mm-hmm. Not just in general. Mm-hmm. That, that, that could be easy. Mm-hmm. But about that person. Because if that person's a believer then she has been saved by the grace of God in Christ. She's also been given spiritual gifts. No doubt there are, uh, there are things that she has contributed to the church that have, have helped the church and ways in which she's blessed you and your family in some way. Come back with a list of 20 things. And, and it's hard to be bitter at somebody that, you, that you're, you're grateful for. You see reasons to praise God for. You know, and so I think that helps to turn our hearts again outside of ourselves, away from our sinful impulses and, and our, and our bitter roots to focus on God and His people and what He's doing in other people. Because if that person's a Christian, that person is, is being worked on by God in some way. What, what are the evidences, what are the evidences of grace that you can see? And write those down and come back and let's talk about them. And we're also going to praise God for them. You do that on your own, but you know we're gonna, maybe we'll spend some time actually in prayer together in the counseling room, and we're gonna we're gonna praise God for these things. I think that would be um, a wise homework assignment to use. Yeah, yeah. Um, people. You know, we need to be grateful for people, not just creation, but um, believers because of the things I just said, and, and also unbelievers because they're made in the image of God. There are marks of of, of God on them that you can see. And their, their, the way that they speak and the way they think and they reason and, and acts of, um, where they're maybe doing something good for somebody else and they're, they're thinking about them and, and sacrificing for them in some way. Even though they're not doing it for the glory of God, you can see God's character in that and you can praise him. So. Are there any resources that you found helpful to cultivate thankfulness and gratitude and maybe turning away from a grumbling, complaining spirit? Anything that comes to mind that might help our listeners? You know, I'm, I just looked in the book Respectable Sins by Jerry Bridges before I got here. I've, I've not read that book, um, but I saw in there that there's a chapter on unthankfulness as being one of 
uh, one of the, the sins that are respectable, the ones we don't usually confront each other on. And so I can't think of one that I've read off the top of my head. Uh, I can think that uh, that might be a good one to point people to is that chapter on unthankfulness and uh, Jerry Bridges' respectable sins mm-hmm. uh, to turn to. And I, I think that making uh, journals too would just be helpful to, to write these things down because so, so often we forget them. And maybe in a moment whenever you're struggling to be grateful for something. If you have a journal where you're writing those things down, you can turn back to that. And that can be your resource. Yeah. That can be, oh, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's This happened. This opportunity took place. Oh, that, that providence that God brought into my life that was so unexpected. And so that can become your resource is God's past grace. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I, I encourage that as well. Thank you for listening to Counsel the Word. For more information about Pastor Brent Osterberg or Living Hope Bible Church, you can visit them at their website at lhbcmansfield.com. And for more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, you can visit us at our website, thecbcd.org.